<laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to be here. Um, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name's Denisha. I'm married to Chris, and we have the joy of um, leading and serving in Falmouth. Um, your very own Pete has gone to serve us there this morning, so thank you for lending him. <laughs> and um, it's my joy to be here with you this morning. Um, and we're going to press pause on the sermon series that you've been in. Um, I have the huge privilege this morning of um, Pete just said to me, um, would you just come and would you share whatever you feel like God is saying for us as a church family? Um, which as a speaker is a huge privilege. Um, I get to just share and then leave. And um, your leaders um, get to walk that out with you and um, I don't take that lightly and I just, I want to honour Pete and Rosie and the leaders around them as those who um, really value the voice of God, who want to hear him and want to obey him. Um, so yeah, I'm just really excited for the journey that you guys are on as a church. Um, Pete was sharing with me that you've had a couple of kind of significant words over this year for you as a church family. Um, one that you would be a people who fear the Lord, is that right? And you've been walking that out in the book of Proverbs, and the other that you would be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, those are cracking words. <laughs> um, those are good words, whether you are part of St. Austral Light and Life or not. If you're a believer here this morning, you can take those on board and receive them for yourself as well. Um, but really, what is on my heart for you as I've kind of prayed and just spent time with God um, very much dovetails and relates to that. And maybe is even where those two words about fearing God and being filled with him maybe overlap as well. Um, essentially, what I've felt is just a simple invitation from God for you um, to walk in friendship with his Holy Spirit um, every day all the time, in all things, in things that seem big, in things that seem small, in things that naturally seem spiritual, in things that you maybe think aren't, he's with you all the time. Um, Psalm 25 says it like this, it says, friendship of the Lord is reserved for those who fear him, or those who worship him, or those who revere him. Friendship with the Lord. Um, Another translation says, um, God confides in those who fear him. Um, I love that picture of friendship, you know, friends who confide in one another. Um, God confides in those who fear him, in those who worship him, in those who follow him. We have the privilege of friendship with him. I don't know about you, but when I think about friends confiding in one another, that's really tangible, that's really real. And then I think, well, what does that look like with God, you know? I can't see him. I can't feel him. He's not sat right opposite me. You know, I can have a chat with Penny, but it's not quite the same. Or is it... Um, We can't walk with Jesus on earth the way that the first disciples did in, in the first century. You know, they would walk down the street with him and they'd have a chat with him. But what we can do is know his Holy Spirit. There's this incredible moment in the book of John where um, Jesus is explaining to his disciples, they've been walking with him for the best part of three years and 
he's explaining to them that he's about to go. They're not fully grasping, but essentially what he's talking about is his journey to the cross. And their response is, Jesus, don't leave us. What are we going to do? We can't do this way of life that you've been teaching us without you. What are we going to do? And he says, it's okay because I'm going to go and he is going to come, referring to the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but often when we think about the Holy Spirit, we think about an it or some kind of mystical power or force that we encounter maybe when somebody prays for us or I don't know but actually as far as scripture is concerned the Holy Spirit is God himself he's a person equal with the Father and the Son you know Genesis records that the Holy Spirit brewed over the waters at creation he was there before the beginning of time he's all-powerful and yet, Jesus also spoke to him, spoke about him as the friend who comes alongside us. Um, and that was the invitation that I felt was open to us today. And I just want to spend some time exploring in scripture, um, what is this Holy Spirit like? And what does friendship with him look like as we walk with him? Um, so I'm just going to take a moment to pray and to invite him to teach us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you for the beautiful relationship between you. Jesus, thank you that you showed us the way to the Father. Father, thank you that you've glorified your Son. Holy Spirit, thank you that you remind us what Jesus said and that you help us to encounter the love of the Father and round and round it goes in this perfect dance of helping us to know and engage with the God who created us. And Holy Spirit, we just ask your forgiveness this morning for where we have thought of you as other than God, as other than equal with the Father and the Son. Thank you that scripture says that you would lead us in all truth, that you would remind us of what Jesus has said. And we just ask that you would come this morning and that you would help us to encounter you afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd encourage you, if you want to get to know the Holy Spirit more, to um, spend some time in the Gospel of John. Uh, The Gospel of John is one of the eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus. In chapters 14 to 16 specifically, Jesus speaks a lot about the Holy Spirit. So if you want to chew on that in your own time, it's rich and wonderful. Um, We don't have time this morning to read two whole chapters. um, But I'm just going to dip in in chapter 14 at verse 16. Um, Feel free to just listen or if you want to follow with me, it's John chapter 14. Verses 16. This is Jesus speaking. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, 
You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. We're just literally going to look at those couple of verses, verses 15 and 16, and I just want to draw out a few things about who Jesus says Holy Spirit is. Firstly, he's our helper. And so to, to walk in friendship with him looks like dependency on him. Some translations translate it helper, others advocate, counsellor, comforter. But all this picture that he is one who comes alongside us. Um, and I am in a season of my life where I've been learning that um, needing help is an honour. It's to our honour and not our shame. Um, my firstborn son is five months today. And I have to say that being a mum is both the best and by far the hardest thing I have ever done. <laughs> um, huge respect in the room um, for parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, single people who are drawing alongside families. You know, it's not an easy task. But within it, like, I feel like God has invited me into a dependency on Him like I've never known before. Um, and that the crux of that was learning that needing help is an honour and not a shame. Because initially I felt like, well, I'm supposed to be his mum, so I'm supposed to have it all together and I'm supposed to know what I'm doing and I can't possibly ask somebody for help. (laughs) And then I read the scripture and I thought, wait a minute, not only um, are we to receive help from one another in community, but God himself is our helper. Our culture tells us that maturity looks like independence. But in the kingdom, I'm convinced that maturity looks like dependency on God. For me right now, that's in my walk as a mum. But Claire showed that amazing testimony this morning, didn't she? Of leaning on God, of being dependent on him and of him coming through for her. The Holy Spirit being with her in the midst of her exams. Jesus modelled dependency. If you read the Gospels, the eyewitness accounts of his life, countless times Jesus is up the mountain, dependent on his Father, listening. He says, I only see what I do, I only do what I see the Father doing. It's a picture of dependency. So I just feel like God would say to us this morning, if you need help from the helper, if you need wisdom from the counsellor, if you need comfort from the comforter, if you need someone to advocate for you, he's here. He invites us into dependency with him. Holy Spirit is our helper. So walking in friendship with him looks like being dependent on him. Secondly, in these verses, Jesus says, Holy Spirit is with us always. Are there any Liverpool fans in the room? (laughs) No. (laughs) Good victory last night. Apparently, I'm not a football fan, but I saw it this morning on the internet. But I 
I think their strap line is, you'll never walk alone, isn't it? And um, <laughs> that's what it means to know the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus, when he left earth, said to the disciples, you won't be alone because he'll be with you. And it's true for us too. And I am learning that him being with us all the time looks like involving him in everything. Um, Corrie Ten Boom said this of God. She says, nothing is too great for God's power and nothing is too small for his love. I know you guys have been exploring being filled with the power of God. You know, and God does incredible things. He saves people, he heals people, he does miracles, he turns lives around, he does. And nothing is too big for him. But I've been discovering the truth of what Corrie Boom says also, that nothing is too small for his love. We get to encounter him in the big stuff and the small stuff. Um, you have to forgive me that a lot of my stories and my examples are out of motherhood this morning, but um, just to reassure you that um, I spent 35 years not as a mum and I have encountered the Holy Spirit in these ways in, in every season of life, as a single person, as a married person, as a mum, in my exams. <laughs> you know, God will come through for us in anything. But for me right now, this lesson of friendship with the Holy Spirit in the big and the small. Um, Reuben, our five-month baby boy, is a miracle. Um, God did big things for us. Um, a miracle. But also, since he's been around, I've been encountering God in the small stuff. Um, one of the challenges for me since he's been born, I never really anticipated um, some of the just practical, physical struggles I might encounter as a mum. And one of the things I discovered really early on was that putting him down in his cot was a really interesting process because it would kind of tip my centre of balance. Um, I have a physical disability, cerebral palsy, and um, it just means that my balance is a bit different. And so I'd put him down in the cot, and I'd nearly fall in on top of him. <laughs> and I was thinking, we've got to find a different way to do this. And um, I was in mother care one day, and um, I saw this cot, and it was just slightly different than the one we had. The level of it was slightly different. And I thought, oh, that would be ideal. And in that moment, Um, I felt like the Holy Spirit whispered to me. It wasn't audible, but it was just a thought that came into my mind. And again, it was one of the scriptures that Claire quoted this morning. Ask and you will receive. And this cot was 300 quid. And we didn't have 300 quid. And I just thought, oh well, Lord, I think that would be really helpful. I'd really like one of those. And if I'm honest, in my heart of hearts, I was like, I don't know if that's a spiritual prayer. I don't know if that's okay. You know, I know God's in the in in the business of doing miracles, <laughs> but I I don't know if I should ask for a cop. But anyway, I did. And um, the very next day, I was scrolling away on Facebook, and um, there was a cop, and it was that one, and it was not three hundred pounds, but sixty pounds. And um, we have that cop. And every time I put him down in that cot, I'm reminded of the care of God over us. <laughs> because he's with us always, 
And he wants to be in the big stuff and he wants to be in the really small stuff. Nothing is too small for him. Whatever is going on in your life, God wants to break into your reality. And I'm so thankful for both. I'm thankful for the major miracles. And if you need a miracle this morning, we'd love to pray for you afterwards. But I'm also thankful that God wants to encounter us in those simple details, in those little moments, because it's in that that we get to know his character. The Holy Spirit, when he whispers to me in the middle of mother care, he reminds me what my father's like. You know? (laughs) Knowing his love and his kindness, as well as his awesome power, is our privilege as followers of Jesus whom have been left his spirit so that we would not be alone. And um, I want to encourage us this morning uh, to make a habit of inviting the Holy Spirit into the ordinary stuff. And when you get up in the morning, just say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're with me. What do you want to do today? I wonder how we might encounter God. What else does Jesus say about Holy Spirit? He says he's the spirit of truth. Walking in friendship with him looks like letting him have the final word in our lives. And whoever you are this morning, whatever is going on for you, the Holy Spirit wants to speak truth over you. And if you read further in these chapters... One of the things that Jesus says about Holy Spirit is, he says, he'll remind you of all that I've said to you. He's in the business of reminding us of truth and speaking truth over us. Speaking to us about who God is and about who we are. God is good. We are loved. We're cherished. We're the apple of his eye. He sees you where you are. Just some of the truths of scripture. It's the Holy Spirit's job to speak that over us, to remind us of those things. Scripture says that there is an enemy who is a liar, but the Holy Spirit always speaks louder. And I just had a real sense this morning as I was preparing, just that for some of us in the room, like you've been believing some lies and the Holy Spirit wants to speak truth to you he wants to tell you who you are that you are fearfully and wonderfully made Um, that his love casts out fear in your life that you are cherished that you are loved that his grace is sufficient for you, that his power is made perfect in your weakness, and on and on the list. The Holy Spirit always speaks louder than we do. He's probably going to whisper something to you that I haven't said this morning. But he wants to speak truth over you. And how you'll know it's true is if it makes you feel loved and it brings you to life.
And finally, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit dwells with us and he'll be in us. And walking in friendship with him looks like becoming like him. When it comes to friendship, um, we become like those who we spend time with, don't we? Um, When I was a little girl, I had a particular friend who my mum did not prefer. (laughs) Um, Because whenever I would spend time with her, I'd I'd do really cheeky things. (laughs) And things that seemed kind of out of character. I remember one time we... um, we, she convinced me that it would be a good idea to dig up all the flowers in my parents' garden so that we could make a soup. <laughs> um, now, I wouldn't usually do stuff like that, but you know, these were regular occurrences when I hung out with this particular girl. She had a great influence on me, and um, you know, we become like those that we spend time with. What does it look like for us to be friends with the Holy Spirit? Not only that he would dwell with us, but actually that through what Jesus has achieved for us on the cross, he would dwell in us. What does it look like when you've got that kind of friend in you? Who do you become? For us to walk in friendship with the Holy Spirit, it looks like we become like him and we are changed. And um, we see that. So powerfully in the life of John, who actually penned these words that I've been reading. Um, Because earlier in John's Gospel, um, actually in the Gospel of Luke, there's an account of John in his youth. And there's this moment, uh, it describes John and his brother James, and they're essentially having an argument about who's going to be greatest in the kingdom of God. And Jesus kind of says, oh, you've missed the point. And he he gives them this nickname. He calls them the Sons of Thunder. Um, It's an interesting nickname. I wonder exactly why. It kind of brings to mind images of like bulls in china shops, doesn't it? But um, there is an account in the Gospels of, again, John and his youth, and he's passing through Samaria with Jesus on the way to Jerusalem, and they are Jews and they encounter um, some Samaritan prejudice. What they encounter is that there's no hospitality for them in the village that they're in. And um, John turns to Jesus and he says to Jesus, um, Lord, do you want me to call down fire from heaven to destroy them? <laughs> and Jesus says, uh, no. <laughs> and what he kind of implies is, you've missed the point of my kingdom. But all's to say, this is a picture of the character of John in his youth. And then Jesus takes him on this journey of explaining to him that there is a spirit who is coming, who is going to be alongside him, who is going to be in him. And you fast forward to the end of John's life, and church history records that John writes to the church and he says, My little children love one another. So in the space of his lifetime, he goes from this young, zealous guy who's trying to call down fire on people (laughs) to this old man who says, children love one another. And um, I just wonder, what is it that happened in his life? I think it was the work of the Holy Spirit.
I think it was his encounter with this very spirit that he heard Jesus talking about. Because we know that Galatians says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, thankfulness, and self-control. The fruit of the spirit is love. John had an encounter with love. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do the same for us. He wants to be in us and he wants to make us like him. Do you know that you are made in the image of God, but as we walk with him, we are conformed more and more to his likeness. And in my experience, he'll use absolutely anything. I've already mentioned for me at the moment in my life, you know, there's a journey of dependency on God, kind of facing all kinds of insecurities and fears and um, coming face to face with my own impatience and all kinds of stuff that he's using. Um, For those of you in the room who are married, you'll know that being married sometimes is like looking in the mirror. (laughs) Holy Spirit will use anything. For those of you who aren't, there's maybe another circumstance in your life that you're going through that is an opportunity for him to flood in, to come alongside you, to make you like himself, to bear fruit in your life. And if you're in a moment of feeling squeezed, I just felt like the Father would want you to know this morning that it's a moment of opportunity for you. You may feel like choosing bitterness. You know, you may be in this moment of, I don't know what it is that's going on for you, but hurt or disappointment. Or, and you could just choose bitterness. You could do stuff your own way. Or you could lean into him. And he could show himself strong and true for you and do something in your life far beyond what you imagined. John walked with the Holy Spirit for a whole lifetime. And it changed him. The son of thunder became the one who exhorted the church to love one another. Because he encountered the one who was loved, It brings me to my final point. I promise we're coming into land. But that ultimately walking with the Holy Spirit looks like walking in love. Um, I don't know what kind of experiences you've had or um, how it makes you feel, even when I say Holy Spirit. But ultimately, he's the Spirit of God and God is love. And in my experience, the Holy Spirit leads us in an encounter with the heart of the Father. When we invite him, he reminds us who we are. He loves on us. He brings us freedom and fills us to overflowing that we might love others as well. And I felt like for us this morning that he wanted to lead us in an encounter with the love of God. You see, because the power of God and the love of God are inseparable. just want to read for us a moment what um, Paul says about love in 1 Corinthians 
1 Corinthians 13. We won't be there long, so you can just listen. It's fine. But Paul says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. The power and the love of God are inseparable. Speaking eloquently or prophecy or faith, they are incredible gifts of God and they minister to a broken world. But if they're not filled with love, they're nothing because ultimately they come from the one who is love. Um, I know I've told some funny stories this morning of just the reality of what it looks like for me to walk with the Holy Spirit right now, but um, don't mishear me. Don't, don't hear me be flippant about that. You know, the Holy Spirit is not a genie. <laughs> um, in that scripture that we read earlier in John, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And then he goes on to say, and I'll send you a helper. The Holy Spirit is given to us that we may fulfill the commandments to love God and love people. And walking in friendship with him looks like walking in love. I don't know what it is that's particularly resonated with you this morning, whether you need him as your helper and there's a journey of dependency for you, or you need to know him with you in a more tangible way and he's inviting you to just involve him in every area of your life. You know, as followers of Jesus, there's no sacred and secular. He wants to be part of it all. He's the spirit of truth. Do you need to hear from him this morning? Are you crippled with discouragement or the lies of the enemy? Do you need to hear him speak the love and honour of your father over you? He's in us. Do you need to be filled with him afresh this morning? The scripture talks about... You know, when we become believers, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's by the Spirit that we confess that Jesus is Lord. But then it also talks about being ongoingly filled. You know, the world is a tiring place. We leak out sometimes. (laughs) But the invitation of God is that the Holy Spirit is not rationed. (laughs) You can be filled and filled and filled again to overflow.